Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Unbiased Football Talk. I am your host, James Aguirre, joined tonight by Big Mike Raider Harrington. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Been a while since we've been able to do this. We got us some playoff games to talk about. We got some other things. Uh, I'm excited, man. Good to see you as always. Hell yeah, we are back and uh, not as not better than ever because we're missing our the third wheel of the tripod, Ian Anderson. But uh, hoping we can all get back together soon. Ian, hope you're listening. Love you, buddy. Skull. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and get right into our topics this week. Uh, we're gonna hit hit on the uh, the super wild card weekend from the NFL. Uh, Perhaps some takes on the seven seeds and then a bowl take or two regarding the entire playoffs. So I'll just kind of go in chronological order here. Um, we got the uh, Saturday afternoon game, which historically has been the Texans and whoever is the wild card in the AFC. But uh, this year we get the arguably the best team in the NFL, the Niners, hosting the Seahawks. As last time I checked, they were like 10 point favorites. Um, and des- deservedly so. The Niners killed them back in week two. Uh, the Niners killed them the last time they played. It's uh, it's really, you, you look at the matchup, it's really no contest. It's easy to see why Niners are 10-point favorites. Uh, Mike, what do you what do you think in this game? What do you, what do you see going down? Uh, you know, you got a classic uh, NFC West matchup between these two. And it's almost, you can it's safe to say that, you know, when these two teams meet, you throw the records out the window. Um, it was opened at a over under a 43 and a half. And like you said, the 49ers were a 10 point favorite as of right now, live over under is 42 and a half. So it dropped a point for whatever reason. And the 49ers are a nine and a half point favorite um, because of those two teams being the rivals that they are and being uh, familiar with each other. Um, both teams are going to want to run the ball, um, you know, with, with the Seahawks, they got kind of a balanced attack. They like to give their receiver, both receivers, they're, they're evenly distributed and uh, a nice healthy dose of uh, Kenneth Walker, too, to kind of mix that in offensively. Uh, both defenses are pretty sound. Um, the weakness for the Seahawks defense is that they cannot stop the run. They've been bad with stopping the run all season. So you might get a healthy dose of uh, CMC, uh, mix that in with, um, with uh, uh, Debo Samuel. And Brock Purdy just being the game manager that he is and not making mistakes and getting the ball downfield. Uh, I like the under for this game, uh, but I would go with a plus nine and a half uh, with the Seahawks. But I do, uh, if I had to pick a winner, I'm definitely going to go with the 49ers to win this game by six at home. What you got, man? Yeah, I uh, I understand the spread. You know, the Niners have been extremely hot. They've they had the longest active win streak in the league at 10 games. Um, the Seahawks kind of sputtered down the stretch. Many thought they weren't going to make the playoffs. It took the Lions upsetting the Packers, who had nothing to play for Sunday night. And then, um, of course, the Seahawks had to beat the Rams, um, you know, during their game. So they kind of backed into the playoffs. But they're here. And uh, props to uh, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. I mean, people were picking this team to be like the have the first overall pick before yep. the season started. You know, part of that was because Russell Wilson was so great with them, and uh, that turned out to be a highway robbery so far. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane how 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 it's played out so far. But um, yeah, props to them for making it here. Uh, 
I will say, just like you said, it's not it's not that great of a matchup for Seattle. They can't. I mean, their defense can't stop anything, right? And that does not bode well when you have a team with four Pro Bowlers on offense. You know, not including the offensive line, which they got Trent Williams. The rest is okay, I guess. But uh, Brock Purdy, let's let's not bury the lead here. The man, Mister Relevant, six games started. He is. I mean, he's played better than Garoppolo ever has in this offense. I'll, that's coming from a Garoppolo fan who, you know, after that 19 season, I was calling him a top 10 quarterback. Uh, Purdy's faster. He's been more accurate. Kyle Shannon's pushing the ball downfield. He's calling downfield passes. And Purdy's hitting them. They can actually score touchdowns. Uh, I don't know if, yeah, if you guys remember our earlier episodes in the year, I was criticizing Kyle Shanahan for not being able to score with this much talent. And uh, I mean that all that's been erased with Purdy under center. Um, having said all that, it is only six games. Uh, you don't know how he's going to fare going forward as teams get more and more tape on him. You know, norm- normally that's the case with these uh, backup quarterbacks. The more they play, the more teams figure out how to play them, and then it's up to them to adjust. Kind of like a hot hitter, you know, has to adjust his swing when pitchers catch up to him, but. Uh, We'll see if Pete Carroll is the one to figure it out. He definitely can. He definitely has a defensive mind. I just don't think he has the personnel to do it. But um, I'll say this for Seattle fans to give you that give you guys some hope. First first time starters in the playoffs as far as quarterbacks go uh, historically do not fare well. I don't have the exact numbers, but it's it's a pretty common uh, betting trend, you know, in the betting community. And I don't I don't really like trends too much because. What happened in the past doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen in the future, but it does make sense where first time starting quarterback in the playoffs, uh, you know, maybe they're a little jittery, they get nervous, the pressure's on, everything is intensified, and uh, they choke up. It makes sense. So from that aspect, I could see the Niners coming out slow to start this game. Maybe Purdy's a little off. You know, they have a couple of miscues between him and Shanahan and you look up at halftime and it's like 14 to 10 or something. You're like, okay, this is a game. <laughs> but um, I, I, I would expect the talent of the Niners to win out. But, um, you know, I, I'm a Niner fan. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to be completely shocked if the Niners blow this game. Now, wow. maybe, it, maybe it's because, like, I've just been waiting for the Purdy implosion ever since, like, the second start. I'm still waiting for that to happen. And a lot of people are really confident it won't. I mean, maybe it won't, but I, I've just been waiting for it. And what better time for it to come than in the playoffs against the seasoned coach, Pete Carroll, who, I mean, him and Russell Wilson gave the Niners nightmares for years. So I'll, I'll still take my team to win it. I'll still go with the Niners. But uh, if Seattle upsets them, I'm not going to be as surprised as most people would be. Yeah, um, I can see that. I mean, especially because you got, you know, on on Seattle side, one of the great coaches in NFL history uh, being the signal caller. Uh, I do want to give props to him, considering that he had uh, like most of his secondary are rookies and uh, turning Tariq Woolen into a defensive player of the year, can- uh, a defensive rookie of the year candidate. Um, and then on the other side, you have uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. It's funny. Got the same name as Kobe Bryant. Where's number eight as well? Um, they got him at a uh, at corner and on the other side at nickel. So, and he's pretty, he, he does, he does good work as well. And that whole secondary was really young and, and very opportunistic. So 
you know, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what what uh, Purdy can do versus that young secondary. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I have also been waiting for Purdy to kind of implode as well. Not that I, you know, hate the guy or anything like that, but there's been a lot of hype around him that I think is a little bit unwarranted. Um, you know, you kind of, you know, we, we're so quick to uh, anoint these guys, you know, after a couple of good games. And then, you know, once they hit, once they hit earth, back to earth just a little bit, we, we want to walk away from them. So um, I, I'm trying to be as even killed as possible. And, you know, my logical brain tells me, well, you know, you've been playing so well, you're a rookie, your seventh round choice. Soon enough, you're, you're going to, you're going to hit reality at some point. And nothing says hit reality better than, you know, struggling in the playoffs. So um, that that's kind of where I'm at with him too. So, um, but I, I think that, you know, despite him kind of possibly struggling in this game, if that does happen, I think the 49ers can still tough it out and win this game at home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that you, you'll see a heavy dose of uh, McCaffrey and Mitchell and, of course, Debo will get his looks, and you got Ayuk and Kittle as well. It's just a, it's just a bevy of offensive weapons, which leads me to believe they'll pull it out, even if Purdy struggles, because they're just, they're just too talented. I'm gonna say they're they're too well coached as well. I'll give Kyle Shanahan's props and D'Amico Ryan's. Like, if the dude isn't a head coach this year, 100% next year he's getting a job. I think the only reason he won't be a head coach is if he chooses to stay, because he's already got a request from the Texans, I believe. Don't Texans already asked to interview him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but if he was, um, yeah, no, never mind. There, I, I heard you heard the narrative like they used two black coaches to tank two separate years, and now, yeah. like it's it's not a good look, you know. Any way you slice it, I'm not a, I'm not a racist everything person, but like even even to me, it's that that's a really bad look, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's. Ah, uh, whatever. That that's a that's another topic for another here's, day. Here's here's a, here's the thing. I'm I'm a I'm gonna sum it up real quick, and we don't have to get too deep into it. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. You know, you a lot of people want to talk about how unfair it is how they did the previous two coaches who who are African American. But you know what? I'm I, I want to say this. I want to say that the the Texans are such a bad organization, a bad poorly ran organization that they could have been unfair to anybody there. Yeah. You know, I don't think race was ever a play, like ever consideration into into firing or even hiring, you know, these guys. They have great resumes, good enough resumes to be head coaches, regardless of race. And um, I just think that the the Texans are so poorly ran, they, they just want to keep doing this revolving door and trying to get the best possible, the hottest name in there or whatever's going on. Whatever their thought process is, is, is off. And I think regardless of who's in there, black, white, green, uh, it's just it's, it's not a good place to be a head coach. And I, I would not recommend that for anybody going there. So yeah. that's, I'll leave it at that. But that's kind of where I stand with that one. Yeah, no, there. it's uh, I heard on Michael Lombardi's podcast, like there's no there's no vision between head coach and GM. Like the organization wanted to lose that last game. But Lovey Smith isn't going to be in the plans next year. Why the fuck does he want to lose it? You know, it doesn't. Right. Who cares? Let me win this game. I, it's my job. Let me do my job. So, yeah, no vision, just aimless. It's it, it's terrible, man. It's absolutely terrible. But uh, we're not here to talk about the Texans. Maybe they'll come close to April. Yeah. Uh, we both got the Niners winning. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game. It's the uh, Chargers and Jaguars, which should be pretty fun. Uh, L.A. is a one-point favorite on the road currently. 
Uh, Jaguars obviously beat the Titans on a scoop and score, which, by the way, when that happened, I I felt really bad for Joshua Dobbs because, you know, Titans were leading the game up to the point, right? They're yeah. going to, you know, they're about to win the division. This dude was, who the fuck knows what he was doing beforehand. Isn't he like a, he has like a rocket science degree, doesn't he? Like the dude's really, really smart. Yeah, he's very smart. He also looks like he doesn't, he, he's not from Earth either. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> like that, that boy needs to eat something. He looks malnourished. Yeah. <laughs> His profile pic looks like he's a 67 on Madden. But, um, right. I, I'm not, I'm not here to clown the man. I try to, I try to give my condolences because when that happened, I was like, man, he goes from potentially starting a playoff, a home playoff game to maybe never get another chance in the NFL off of, you know, a fluke of, Maybe it wasn't a fluke, you know, defense was in position, blah, blah, blah. But defensive touchdowns are very, very fluky. And, yes. you know, on that play, he goes from playoff game to, well, go back to building rockets, I guess, or whatever it is you do. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, Jags got it done. They beat the Titans. They win the division. Chargers clinch their spot. And Brandon Staley, uh, what the hell was he doing? <laughs> Mike Williams has to get carted off with back spasms. Luckily, it's just spasms, you know. Yeah. But, uh. That dude is fragile as I'm, you know, chubby. So, like, I don't know why. I don't know what the hell he was doing out there. Staley saying, oh, we can only play so many guys. Uh, okay, you don't have another dude to come and run go routes or just, you know, block for. I don't know, man. Like, I give credit to these coaches and organizations because their job is really, really hard. And they know way more football than I will ever know. But it. it it's common sense. He's one of your best guys. Don't fucking play him in a yeah. meaningless game. Same with Joey Bosa. He got nicked up. Is he playing this week? I haven't really read any reports on yeah. him or not. I just know he got nicked up. Yeah, I'm assuming that he plays in in, in a playoff game. That's you know you're not gonna miss that one. You're gonna you know suck it up if it's if it's not too bad, right? You're gonna go out there and, and give 100 yeah. in a in a playoff game. Um, like you I said, it you broke something there or not, but yeah, go ahead. What well, what do you think of this game? I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it op- uh, like you said, it opened at uh, uh, over under 47. Uh, uh, the the Chargers are a one point favorite as of uh, as of now. It's uh, the Chargers are a two and a half point favorite. So I have no idea what changed along the way, no, but I'm, it's it's, ju- it's jumped a point and a half. I'm just uh, reading off the ESPN app, so the numbers might be a little off. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 going off of uh, live like it changes. I'm, I'm on covers.com right now, checking it out. Um, and right now the 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 Chargers are a two and a half point favorite. Um, Staley's job is on the line, man. Absolutely. He, he's uh, and I think he's gonna get fired after this game. <laughs> I think that he does. He does. He doesn't do enough. With the roster he has, but this is typical Chargers, right? This is what we've known the Chargers to be over years and years and years. Uh, they got the, they always have a good roster, a Super Bowl worthy, Super Bowl caliber roster, and they can never, you know, when it's time to eat, they don't bring a fork, basically. So, you know, um, and, and you know, I, I really, I really see that it's going to be the same case here, man. Um, the Chargers. The Chargers are going to lose this game by a field goal. It's going to be a close game. And I think that the Chargers are going to be looking for another head coach. And uh, Staley is he's going to be gone after this. I think Sean Payton is probably going to be on his way after that, too. So uh, 
Yeah, Jaguars win. Um, yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's been looking great last few weeks. Um, I think that he can, he'll set him up in a game-winning drive at home, uh, top it off with a field goal. And you got to remember, the, the the Jaguars won 38. To, they, they blew him out earlier this season. So it might be one of those uh, cases where the, the Jaguars have their number. So, um, but at the same side, you know, this is a professional. This is this is the NFL. You're never going to come out and get blown out twice. I don't see that very often. So I, I see that it's going to be a close game, but I think the Jaguars pulled this off. So Jaguars plus two and a half. If you guys want to go for that one, yeah, I, I like that. I think I'd rather just take the money line. It's probably like a plus one ten or one fifteen or something. Yep. But um, you know, knowing my luck, I'll bet the money line the Jags would lose by one. So you know, there's that. But uh. You had me going with that with the four comment. Like I know I was trying to <laughs> the, the Chargers the Chargers are, are a world class restaurant with no silverware. Like yep, that, there you go. That's, that's exactly what they are. It's yep. it's it's wild how they, they've been like that our whole life, right? And completely different coaches and quarterbacks and you know, everything different everything. It's the same story. Yep. They're always really good, off season hype, and they just don't deliver, which I mean, at that point, you got to blame the owner, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as this game goes, I mean, I I agree with the point spread and that it's, it's pretty much a toss-up. I mean, I'm not sure how the Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, it is a little weird, It be, the game being in Jacksonville and the Chargers are road favorites. Like, the Chargers have a negative yards per play differential. Uh, by those numbers, they are three points worse than an average team on a neutral field. The Jags are actually uh, one and a half points better. So if you just go off of that, the Jags should be four and a half point favorites. Yep. And they're at home. So like, even if you don't give them anything for home field, uh, you take away a uh, point and a half for the quarterback advantage, I guess. Or maybe Herbert's worth three points, you know. But even so, it's... Uh, one and a half either way. So I guess maybe that's it. Maybe Herbert's the difference in that spread. But uh, <sighs> Jags have been playing, you know, pretty well down the stretch. Lawrence is, um, has play has improved. I can't discount Herbert, though. I mean, despite his buffoon of a coach, he's got this team in the playoffs. Um, if you told me Mike Williams is going to stay healthy, I'd feel better about picking the Chargers full game. Yep. But, um... I don't know, man. The Chargers play these weird-ass games, and it's going to be another weird one. So I guess I'll just side with the home team, better coach. I'll I'll take Jacksonville with you. I think think that they'll they'll figure it out, figure out how to win this game. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you brought up the the yards per play differential uh, being negative. Um, I I said this weeks ago when the Chargers played the Raiders, um, the Raiders and the Chargers, of course, I got to bring the Raiders in this somehow, right? (laughs) <laughs> but when they played each other, the numbers look eerily similar as far as yards per play goes and uh, how many yards there, uh, how many points per game versus the points, you know, allowed. It was eerily similar. The difference between those two teams is that the, the Chargers were winning those final drives and getting field goals and bailing them out. You know, you see that a lot during the season. And then when the playoffs come, the luck kind of runs out. Similar to what we kind of what we might see with the Vikings, and we'll get to that later, I'm sure. But you know, it's one of those things where you know you, you you're relying on that final drive to get things, you know, to get the win, and 
Um, you're, you, you're relying on the kicker to kind of bail you out on, on certain games or going for two to win the game like they did against the Cardinals earlier this season. Um, that luck runs out. That luck runs out, and I think that this is where they hit the line right here, especially with, you know, you got a, a gambler of a head coach uh, who usually uh, strikes out in those kind of gambles. I can see him striking out in the playoffs as well. So, and like I said, because of that, I think he's gonna get he's gonna get the can, and I think Sean Payton's gonna be uh, right, uh, be coming right in right after that. So, yep, that's that's where I stand with that. Yeah, hopefully, I hope Sean Payton coaches the team because Herbert deserves that. I mean, yeah, I'm of the opinion not many people deserve any much of anything, but this dude's way too good to just let his talent be wasted by a below average head coach. Right. I will say, you and I are picking the Jags. I'm not going to be at all shocked if the Chargers win. But, yeah, uh, same, same. I'm, for, you know, whatever purposes, I'll pick the Jags. Uh, moving on, so only two games on Saturday. Sunday, we got a triple header. Uh, the Dolphins head to Buffalo to play the Bills. Bills are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, of course, they got the uh, – they end up getting the one seed because of the canceled game with Cincinnati. KC ends up getting it, but – they make it to the championship game against KC, it'll be a neutral site. So that's what the NFL decided was Ferris, I guess. We'll just roll with that. Um, Bills get somewhat of a bye week facing Skylar Thompson. Uh, it wouldn't be that much better with two in the game, to be honest. Like, I imagine it's going to be really cold in Buffalo. Yeah. And uh, this is not a cold-weather team, the Miami, that is. Even though they can run the ball pretty well, but they just choose not to. I mean, granted, they got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, so you do want to get those guys the ball, but... Uh, you can run the ball pretty efficiently too, so there should be a balance there. But uh, what, what do you got for this game, Mike? This is uh, this is one of those games where it's like there's, there's no way that the Bills <laughs> drop the ball in this one. I don't, I don't see it in any kind. I can't even I can't even like turn an angle to towards the Dolphins, and, and, and there's no there's no scenario where I see the Dolphins winning this game. And you can make this a, a cold take if this ever if the Dolphins pull it off. I just don't see any angle at all. The Dolphins pulling this off. The, the Bills are at home. They're gonna have the number threes out. You know, with the heart, the crowd's gonna be going crazy. Uh, the snow game going against a third string quarterback. It just the Bills should win this game by double digits, and maybe even by twenty points, and and just move on to the next round. Uh, there's not really much to say about this one. Um, Josh Allen's going to have a good game. I have him for over 300 yards and maybe even a rushing touchdown. Might not even take that much. Um, but even maybe even a, a defensive score here, too. So, um, Bills all the way. What you got, man? Yeah, I'm going with the Bills, too. However, um, I think there is maybe a small chance this could be, this could be put on freezing cold takes because – it's really interesting. Do you think there's that much of a difference between between Tua and Skylar Thompson? I don't think so. I mean, I like Skylar Thompson coming out of uh, coming out of Kansas State. So I've, yeah. I like him and, as a quarterback. And the offense that they that that they're asked to run, like Tua's not making out the hash throws and you know downfield bombs. He's uh getting to them in space, quick slants and whatever. If you look at the yards per play differential, the Bills are plus one, which means they're five points better than average team, right? 6.1 offense, 5.1 defense. The Finns, and actually, I'm going to double-check this just to make sure I'm not, I'm not, like, you know, missing anything. On offense, the 
Dolphins average, yeah, 6.1 yards per play on offense, the same as the Bills. On defense, they surrender 5.3, which is 0.8 differential. Okay. So, you know, on a neutral field, this should be a one-point spread, which is really, really, I would not think that. Just, Just the eye test does not support that. Right. And, you know, this is just one metric to determine the value of teams and try to determine point spread. But uh, if Thompson can can execute the offense, I could see them keeping this game close. Yep. No way do I think they'll win it. I just don't see Josh Allen losing a home game. And like I said, the elements are going to be against them. This is not a cold weather team, even though they are able to run the ball. They just choose not to as much as they should. So yep. I'm going with the Bills. I wouldn't be surprised with a 14-point win. Also, wouldn't be surprised if it's like 21 to 17 entering the fourth quarter, you know? So, I, I think we could see a closer game than uh, most people think. But in the end, I do have the Bills uh, um, taking this one home and getting to round two. Yeah, I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't disagree with the numbers, right? That's, that's usually the case. The numbers will tell you exactly how it's going to happen, how it's going to go down. It's just it's 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 a it's an emotional factor that I got to throw in there with the Bills right now. That yeah. they're still riding high off of the you know the the the, the Demar Hamlin situation. Um, they're they're at home. They're gonna keep riding that. And it was amazing. I mean, you know, talk real quick about what happened against the Patriots. First game, uh, first play of the game, kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, that, <laughs> dude, it, it, man, it was electric in there, man. And you know, I wish I saw that that moment live. Because when you when you see it like as a highlight, it doesn't really fully come in. You don't take it all in the way you should. But man, just really thinking about that, that's just that's electric, you know. And I think they're gonna still ride that kind of uh, that momentum, especially if uh, Hamlin somehow shows up to this game and he's on the sideline with his boys. That yeah. that'll be like a big a big motivating factor to to get things done. And I, I really believe that that is a factor. I think that that can be a factor. That's why I got the Bills winning this game by a lot of points. I just, I, I feel like they're destined to go to the Super Bowl this year. Um, I know we're going to pick Super Bowl uh, teams, but Bills are my team to go to the Super Bowl. And I think this is just a small obstacle for them. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I'm I'm mostly with you. Like, I expect them to win it by double digits, but I, I can't ignore the what you know that yards for play data tells me uh, right. right one thing you said like when when you were describing the Heinz touchdown just now it reminded me of Devin Hester's opening kickoff touchdown in the Super Bowl against the Colts do you remember that yep, yep. that was like the the only highlight for the Bears in that game but right <laughs> I remember watching that live like I got chills like I turned to my yep. cousin like I got chills man he's like yeah that was fucking sweet you know it's yeah. way different seeing it live you know happen in the moment than just seeing a replay but uh shit he did it twice so if he missed it the first time he could have seen it again fucking insane <laughs> against against the best special teams coach in the history of the league arguably bill belichick like yeah yeah it's i don't know it's it's crazy how shit happens in football but uh, yeah it's true we both got the bills we will move on the next game is um our beloved Ian's Giants. I mean, his. Oh my God! I'm sorry, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Big Blue. Uh, your beloved Vikings, Skull, 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 are hosting the Giants. Uh, Vikings are three point favorites, which 
what else could you make this spread after the season these two teams have had? Um, some people, not me, are calling this the fraud bowl. Uh, what do you what do you say, Mike? Oh, yeah, the Vikings there. You look at their numbers. They, if you look at the numbers, it don't look like they belong in the in the playoffs at all, right? I can hear you. The numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think numbers, guys, right? But you know, this is this is the this is a big game for Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, for his reputation, league wide, like you know, he's a guy that can't get it done in a in a big game. This and that, like he plays his best when nobody's watching. All that other good stuff. I got more faith in the Vikings for some reason than I do the Giants. I think the Giants is a good story, but I think you know this is this is a bigger stage now, and uh, I think the Vikings actually uh, covered at three. I think they win by a couple touchdowns in this game, just for the you know the experience, the way their offense is ran. Hopefully, the defense tightens up just a little bit. You know, that, that's what, what you're hoping for. Um, Daniel Jones, he he's been playing well. I think he's good enough to be the starting quarterback for. Uh, years down the line with the Giants, uh, given um, uh, some continuity with uh, uh, Coach da- uh, D- Dable, um, but I think this this is uh, this is just the beginning for him, and I think he kind of hits the wall right here, and um, they 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 go packing up with a multiple touchdown uh, loss against the Vikings. Yeah, so the the yards per play differentials are identical, both minus zero point four. So, yeah. I mean, and. I will say that Minnesota is an extremely hard place to play. So I understand a three-point spread. Plus, just the nature, makeup of these two teams, how their season has gone, can't really make it anything other than three. Um, that said, I, I'm with you. I, I do think the Vikings win this game. I think they win it by at least a touchdown because yeah. while I, I was looking, like the Giants surrender 5.6 yards per play on defense, the second-worst defense left in the playoffs um, – I mean, ironically, the worst is the Vikings and the Chargers tied at 5.9. So yeah. the the Giants, we saw it, you know, a few weeks ago, the Giants had success moving the ball against this Vikings team in the dome. But um, their offense averages 5.2 yards per play. That's the worst offense in the – actually, no. The Bucks average 5.1. We'll get to them later. But yeah. Giants are second worst, 5.2 in the playoffs. So I just I don't think even though we saw them a few weeks ago keep up with this Vikings team, I don't know. The playoffs are a different game. I believe this is Dallin Jones' first start yep. in the playoffs. You got that angle going against them. Brian Dale, phenomenal job. I, I I don't see him going in there with Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, Daniel Bellinger, and knocking off this Vikings squad, who the defense is very suspect. Like I said, the worst defense remaining in the playoffs. But the offense can score on anybody. And yep. uh, I actually think we, we might get to this a little bit later, but if the cards fall right and the Vikings get another home game in the divisional round, we could see them in the NFC Championship game because Minnesota, Minnesota is just that hard to play. It's, it's that hard we're saving playing. So I'm taking the Vikings like you are. I'll take them by at least a touchdown. I think they move on to the second round, and depending on how the cards fall, uh, we could see them for a third game in two weeks. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I think the defense can't possibly play worse than, you know, what they already are, especially against a, uh, a Giants team that doesn't have a, a true number one receiver. I think that's that's going to be that's going to be exposed big time in this game. Um, I, I see the Giants struggling to even get on the board for this game. So 
Um, despite what the numbers say, I think the I think the Vikings uh, take it home in a, in a in a in a blowout. Yeah, there you go, Ian. That's for you. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's see. Next game, uh, we have one that I find pretty interesting: the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals are seven half point favorites. Um, Joe Burrow, everyone's darling. He gets to host uh, John Harbaugh and the Lamar Jackson-less Ravens. Who that situation is pretty pretty weird. I thought he was just out with a knee, you know. But when asked about it prior to last week's game, I don't know if you heard this comment. John Harbaugh said he said something along the lines of, "I'm not gonna touch. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with any of that Lamar stuff or something like that." So it's not just he's hurt. It's like he doesn't want to play. He doesn't. He could. I. I. I'm pretty sure he could play. He just doesn't want to because he doesn't have that deal. Which this goes back to a. Uh, you know, we saw in baseball. Aaron Judge got offered a couple hundred million. Uh, turned it down. Bet on himself. AL MVP. AL home run record. He gets five hundred million now or whatever. Great story. Bet on yourself. That's what could happen. This could also we're seeing the other side with Lamar Jackson. You know, he I, I'm pretty sure he wanted the Deshaun Watson type money. And I'm pretty sure the Ravens said, hey, we're not stupid like Cleveland. We're not giving you that contract. Here's one hundred fifty million. Uh, take it or you can play and we can talk later. And he chose the latter option, which you want to bet on yourself. Cool. But like if you're doing it to get the kind of contract Deshaun Watson got, you got to. You got to have some, you know, what's the word? You got to be, you got to be smarter. I'm not calling him dumb, but you had to be more aware, situationally aware that that was a, you know, a random occurrence by a bad organization. No team is going to give out that type of contract to even a quarterback. So if you're betting yourself to get that contract, that, that was a dumb move. And that's where him not having an agent kind of plays into this. I'm sure somebody could have told him like you're not getting that money if you don't if if uh if you choose not to play for that money it's not going to happen but uh he doesn't have that type of counsel I'm assuming I think his mom is his agent which props to Mama Jackson but uh I I don't know her financial background I assume it's not as good as you know a regular NFL agent but uh yeah anyways all that aside uh, it could be Tyler Hunney or someone named Antonio Brown, I think, or Anthony Brown going against Joe Burrow. Not um, not looking too good for Baltimore. How do you see this game playing out? You know, I do want to mention a little bit about the art of uh, betting on yourself, right? A lot of the times you see this with athletes, they do this and it goes wrong. This is exactly what happened to Lamar Jackson. Um and I think the Ravens are smart and, and, and looking at the situation and like, hey, do we want to pay a guy who can't finish a season two years in a row? He hasn't finished a season. Do we want to pay a guy 40 plus million a year uh, for a guy that can't be available in the playoffs or is questionable to play in the playoffs? Um, you know, they say the best uh, ability is availability. And, you know, as great as Lamar Jackson is, he's just not available as much as you would like. And I, I think that there's a conflict with that, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, thinking that his value should be higher and the Ravens are like, hey, you're not on the field enough. 
why should we pay you this 40 plus million that you want? You know, and I think that um, this is going to be, we're reaching almost a tipping point here. And I think we're going to see in the offseason what the Ravens do. Um, as far as the game goes, uh, I like I like the I like the the, the Bengals in this game. Um, I think the Ravens they they need they need that firepower on offense. Uh, they like to the, I mean their defense is good enough to kind of get you in a low scoring game. Uh, it, it, but I, I think that there's just way too much firepower on offense from the the Bengals that it kind of the, the the Ravens are a little bit overwhelmed with that. And I know this is a divisional game. They're very familiar with each other with each other, but. Um, I got the Bengals winning this by by at least ten points here. <clears throat> yeah, divisional game, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. The Ravens can't score. I don't. Right. I, I don't like logically. I don't see how they're going to be able to. They, they they can't score. They have no passing attack. Like you, yeah. they can't throw the ball. If you can't throw the ball in today's league, you can't win. Um, that said, their their defense is very very good. Uh, Five point three yards per play allowed. That's Second best left in the playoffs. So, I mean, they'll, they'll be able to put the clamps on Joe Burrow for, I think, a good portion of this game. But yeah. their offense, I think, is going to fail them eventually. Um, having said that, the yards of play differential suggests this should be like a pick em game. Uh, the Bengals are plus 0.1 in differential. The Ravens are plus 0.2. So that amounts to the Ravens being favored by half a point. And we see the wow. Bengals favored by 7.5. So... Just based on that metric, I don't hate a Ravens plus seven and a half bet. I don't. I even don't hate them on the money line because if sh- if it should be closer than seven and a half, I mean that's a one score game. Who knows what the hell could happen? Ask Ian what happens. Um, no, don't ask him because normal <laughs> stuff doesn't happen for the. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna harp on. It. He's not here to defend his squad. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if they could throw the ball at all, I would pick the upset here. I would pick the Ravens to win. But everyone's dialing Joe Burrow gets an inept offense round one. So, you know, he'll he'll go on to round two where he's a three seed, right? Yeah. He's a three seed, so he's going to play Buffalo. Then everyone can cry how he got a raw deal, had to face Josh Allen in Buffalo round two, and that's why he's not moving on to the AFC championship. But I don't know why I have this disdain for Joe Burrow. I just, ever since I heard people say his redeeming quality is he has it, what the fuck is it? Explain to me what it is. Quantify it. And It is, you, it is, you know what it is in today's game? The fact that you're a social media presence, you come out there with fashion and you smoke cigars and, and you wear like chains and stuff like that. You know, it's and it's almost it's it's almost uh it's almost a joke because you see on the other side, right? You got Kirk Cousins that came out with a shirt off and he did almost the same thing, and it was almost ironically, right? Yeah. It was almost <laughs> like like a joke. But it was like such a big buzz with that at that point, you know, and it's almost like, hey, to get these 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 people attention, you gotta you know, you got to do something, you know, for the kids. You got to do something for the generation, you know? Yeah. And, and and Joe Burrow is that guy that's doing it for the generation. He's coming out there, you know, and, and, and getting all, you know, he, he gets dressed up. He has the, the fancy GQ look and, you know, he's got the cigar in his mouth and he's Joe Cool, this and that. And, you know, he comes out with the mink coats. That's it. If you really want to know <laughs> what it is, that's exactly what it is. So... I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one because minus that, he is uh, 
He's probably a step below Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert doesn't do the same things he does. So um, I'm with you on that one. You know, uh, when, when people say stuff like that, I'm like, all right, let's look at numbers. You know? Yeah. Let's talk numbers. Let's talk logic here. Um, and, you know, it's the same thing how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to get too deep into that one either, but <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is real gimmicky too. You really want to talk about it, but he's all over TV. He's the he's the golden child of the NFL now, and you know people love him. He has people say he has 41 touchdowns, but a lot of his touchdowns are like one yard, you know, gimmick, you know, shovel passes in the end zone, five yard shovel passes yeah. in the end zone. He's not one of those guys that's going to sit in the pocket and throw a shot. He's just not that dude. He's never been that dude, and um, I think people really just have that guy really mistaken to be like this, like. Uh, fundamentally sound type of quarterback like a Dan Marino of some sort so you know when you got social media that kind of like paints these narratives that's what you get man that, that's that's kind of how I feel about Joe Burrow okay well we can uh, agree disagree on Mahomes don't don't read my tweets today if, if you don't <laughs> want to have an aneurysm but uh, there was some Mahomes talk in there but uh, yeah regarding Joe Burrow uh the dude has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and an improved offensive line from last year. So, And they're averaging 5.5 yards per play this year. That's an average offense in terms of yards per play. Yep. Um, yeah, and he gets the luxury of playing uh, Tyler Huntley and Demarcus Robinson and Mark Andrews, who drops every other pass now. So, like, he's going to get out of this round. He's going to beat the Ravens, and then he's going to lose to the Bills next round. And People say you got a raw deal, but I just, I don't see it, man. You know what else it is? It is saying our window is as long as I'm playing on the field. But shut yeah. the fuck up. It's the, like, it's, oh the, <laughs> it's the goofy one-liners that, you know, it's, that's what it is. You know, it's, I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback, but I mean, well, no, people want to, yeah, he's you know, really people good. attribute what it is. Like they can't really point to it, but if they really like were honest with themselves, that's what it is. It's the one-liners, it's the it's the fancy, you know, it's the social media stuff that get people riled up. That's what it is, man. That's I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. I, I just have a problem with people saying, like, I saw a quarterback rankings list today, like real life NFL, not fancy. Mm-hmm. It went Mahomes, Gap, Burrow Allen, Gap. Blah 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 blah, and I just have a problem when you put Burrow with, with you know, uh, I mean I know you disagree, but Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, I don't think he's in that tier. I think he's a tier below. Yeah. Like he's um, you could definitely. I, I'm not saying he's trash. You could definitely win a Super Bowl with him, but he's gonna need weapons because he's not very mobile, and uh, he definitely understands the game very well. He's very smart. I just, I don't I don't see him with in the same league as Josh Allen, to be honest. But uh, that's just me. And I'll, I'll I'll keep on having my fun, poking fun at him, even though I don't think he's as bad as I may make it sound like I do. But, uh, yeah, he got a lucky draw. They're going to beat the shit out the Ravens probably because Ravens can't score. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals too. Um, yeah. Last game of the weekend. Well, I guess it's Monday night, so the first game of next week, whatever. The Buccaneers host the Cowboys. Uh, the Buccaneers are two and a half point dogs. Dallas is a road favorite here. Uh, Mike, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playoff Brady. 
hey, eight and nine, does it really matter? He's in the playoffs. And, you know, I know that their offensive line is really bad this year. The, the running game is non-existent. Their offense looks as worse as they've ever looked. But they're at home <laughs> for a playoff game. And Brady's behind the center at quarterback. Sorry. <laughs> it's Brady. I know they're terrible everywhere else, but they have Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that one, bro. And maybe it's me being not very logical with my thinking here. But, man, he's been doing it for 23 years. You know, and, and man, we've seen him We've seen him make things happen with less. His arm you is know? still there. Yeah. And I just got them there at home. I think that the Cowboys, they struggle historically on the road um, in the playoffs. And uh, Dak Prescott hasn't looked really all that great this season. The running game has looked good, but I think the the, the Bucks defense have a little something for that as far as stopping the run. Um, and I think the Buccaneers are going to pull off the upset by a field goal here. I think Brady, final drive here, you can't deny him. And I think the, the Bucks are going to pull that off and win this game by a field goal. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you. Um, for weeks, my favorite betting radio host, Gil Alexander, has said the Cowboys are going to lose to the Buccaneers in the divisional round or in the wild card round. And it just makes so much sense just knowing the way the season's gone, these two teams. Like, the Bucs don't deserve to be here. They suck. Yep. They're below average on offense and defense. The yards play differential is zero, 5.14, 5.1 against. The Cowboys are plus 0.3, 5.4 offense, 5.1 defense. So they should be a small favorite on neutral field, which most fields today are neutral. So two and a half, that makes sense. The Bucks obviously have a, an advantage at quarterback. I don't, I don't care how good Dak Prescott could ever play. He's not going to – I'm not going to take him over Tom Brady in the playoff matchup. The coaching advantage, I don't know. I guess – the Cowboys, but I don't trust McCarthy. Like I, no. I heard someone say him and Staley are on the hot seat this week, and I, I kind of agree. Like the Cowboys have had a good season. They finished one, I think, uh, was it one or two games out of the NFC East lead. So you know they, the Eagles had to play these last two weeks to keep the Cowboys from winning the division. So you know they, they've had a good year in their own right, but they've just been wildly unpredictable. You know, week to week, when when you think they're finally figuring it out, they'll go and you know lay an egg. They just been too erratic, and uh, I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense for the Bucks to win this game based on. I know that's not really a numerical, you know, by the numbers take, but it's just it's just what I'm feeling. You know, I yeah. think this is either I think this is either a close Buccaneers win. Or the Cowboys run them out the building and win by like 14. I don't think there's any in between here. So I'm going to lean with you. I'll take the Bucks by a field goal. But uh, if the Cowboys come out and play their A game, there's no way the Bucks should win this game. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as as far as McCarthy goes with his job, I think anything short of an NFC championship, he's getting the can. Uh, Jerry Jones is really like he's, he wants to go to a Super Bowl like desperately and anything short of like anywhere close to that is is not going to be enough for him and whether it's justified or not I think McCarthy's this is his last game as a as a uh, as a head coach with the Cowboys and I think even if they did advance and they lost next round he would still get the can 
<laughs> I think that he's just, I think that his days are numbered there. And, um, you know, uh, you know, there was talks with, uh, with um, Sean Payton being there for years now. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be, he's going to be in the AFC West with either the Broncos or the Chargers. But, hey, you know, if, 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 uh, if Jerry Jones has any say in what's going on, um, He'll throw the bag at whatever he, whoever he needs to throw the bag at to make the, make it yeah. happen. So, you or know, two bags, two, three, whatever it takes, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, so you know, saying that, I got the Bucks. They they pull off this game, and then the the Cowboys are going to be looking for a head coach at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, maybe McCarthy doesn't get fired. Just I can see Jerry Jones not wanting to look for a new coach, being so old, but uh. <clears throat> then again, he could. You know, he's fucking Jerry Jones. Who knows what? Who knows what he could do? So, uh, to recap, we're both on the Niners. We're both on the Jags. We're both on the Bills. We're both on the Vikings. We're both on the Bengals. <laughs> this is the fucking Sunday Night Football graphic where all the analysts pick one team. Yeah. You know, is it Bills or Rams? Everyone picks the Bills. So. If you want a money line parlay, all, the opposite of all our picks, we're both on the Bucks too. Yeah. Uh, you can probably retire from your job after this weekend. So, but yeah, we're all in agreement on every single one of these games. So obviously, that's not going to go well. Uh, Mike, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and give the people our su- our quick Super Bowl picks. All right. So, uh, you know, I got I got a bowl take, and then I'll give you a Super Bowl pick. Um, so yeah. bowl take. Uh, Obviously, you see me big with the, the the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are going to play the uh, 49ers in the NFC Championship. Uh, Buccaneers are going to pull off the upset versus the Eagles. And the 49ers are going to have a home game. So I got the 49ers representing the NFC for the playoffs. I mean, uh, for, for the Super Bowl. And the AFC. I got the Buffalo Bills beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's another prediction. This game is going to be played in... Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, wherever the Falcons call their stadium, Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever it's called, they're going to play that game in a neutral field. It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, and Buffalo is going to win that game. So I got Buffalo Bills versus 49ers in the Super Bowl. Bills and Niners, okay. Uh, my bull take, I'm a real fan of taking underdogs in, in the playoffs, not just NFL. Uh, MLB too. You can actually get some really good uh, arbit- arbitrage opportunities taking MLB underdogs. Like you take a plus one fifty dog before the game starts, uh, they get up by two runs. Also, the favorite is now two to one. You bet that, and you win money either way. But uh, I guess my bull take. I'm gonna say. I mean, I know I picked a couple of these teams to win by multiple touchdowns, but I'll say all underdogs cover this weekend. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with that as my bull take. All underdogs cover. So, Seattle plus nine and a half. Jaguars, I guess, would be plus two and a half. Dolphins plus nine and a half. Giants plus three. Ravens plus seven and a half. And Buccaneers plus two and a half. That'll be my bull take. All under. All underdogs cover. I like and that. I like as, that. As far as my Super Bowl pick, I'm going all chalk. Actually, actually no, it's not all chalk because it's never. I don't think it's ever happened. In the history of the league, we're both one seeds, me in the Super Bowl. But I I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. So 
Yeah. I'll take Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, and I'll I got the Chiefs winning it. I think I, I just think they're I, I really oh they really opened my eyes the week they played San Francisco. It was fucking Andy Reid and his staff absolutely fucking showed Shanahan around like they dog walked him. It was embarrassing. Uh, Forty-four to twenty-one was the score, I believe, and it wasn't that close. Like. Yeah. I just think this team is the best team in the NFL, so I haven't winning at all being the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Okay, so you got uh, you got Bills and Chiefs uh, playing in neutral field. Yeah, Bills Chiefs. Well, it'll be a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, Bills Chiefs neutral field. Yeah, because it would they wouldn't meet until the AFC Championship, right? Right. Yeah, so they'll play they'll play in neutral field. Hopefully, it's a dome. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. And um, you know, I think the Chiefs pull it out and they beat the Eagles for the Super Bowl. Sounds good, man. Uh, I mean, I, I I'd be down for that too. I mean, I just I just really like the Bills as far as you know, just everything that's been going on, and plus the way they've been playing all season. Uh, I think they have they're the only team that I think that can take down the Chiefs in the NFL right now, and uh, I think the Bills can do it again. Then they already play each other face to face, and the Bills pulled off a win. It was a close game, but I think I think the Bills can do it again this year. Yeah, no, I think they can too. I just uh, I was picking the Chiefs, but. Yeah. Again, after this year, nothing's going to surprise me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, been a crazy year. This year's for sure. been wild. But um, with that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. We have one more topic, but eh, we'll save it for another time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you got any closing thoughts? No, the that's about it. Uh, Friday, uh, if you're not, you know, if you're not busy, uh, we're gonna be doing a show similar to this. We're gonna be breaking down. Um, some some betting stuff. We're gonna go over some prop bets and things like that for each game on on my channel, Big Mike Raider on YouTube. Um, yeah, I would love for you to be there, bro. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely try to make it. Uh, not gonna make any promises, but I will I will definitely try to be there. Hopefully, I can. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all I got, man. All right, for Mike, I'm James. For Ian, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Peace.